Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Darren here, Captain Brunch with Dustin Frazier. So who says you can't come home? Your mom if you on ag right. I'm not sure what I just watched. I think there was a bit of a catastrophe. Not much of the big bang category. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely had our issues. That, that happened, and they let it happen. <sighs> I guess I should start counting them out. <laughs> so this is our NXT TakeOver 30. Or as they have it labeled Triple X post show. Oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> Shout out to everybody listening across all platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, all the podcatcher apps, iHeartRadio. Also in our live time, we'll shout you guys out individually at the end of the show. Uh, as far as this takeover goes, what are your initial thoughts here? I mean, certain things kind of went exactly how I expected them. Certain things surprised me, and then that. That's exactly what <laughs> I was like, thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a shame. We no longer get perfect takeovers anymore. The honeymoon... Yeah, you always have one over. little black eye on it. Yeah, and that's sort of what this was. Oh, it flashed so fast I didn't even see it on the screen. I got the alerts enabled there, so I'm not even sure. Thank you for that. Was must have been a host, but thank you for the host. Oh, that was cooler. cooler. There we go. See, so I didn't have everything enabled yet, so sorry about that. Now I have it all set up. Uh, yeah, so we've had our pre show match, which was the NXT tag team number one contenders match. This was announced later in the week, so we updated our voting polls accordingly. With Danny Burch and Oni Larkin against Brizango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze against uh, Legado del Fantasma, which is uh, what's his name? T- um, DJZ, yeah, Joaquin, Joaquin. Pretty much, Wild, I mean, freaking and, uh, Joaquin Wild, but we call him DJZ and Raul uh, Mendoza. And uh, Raul Mendoza. With the voting polls coming in, with 60% of you expecting Legado del Fantasma to walk away with this one, 20% of you with Brazango, and then the other 20% with Danny Burch and Oni Larkin. The finish being Tyler Breeze going over with a super kick over Larkin. So, wow. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I saw this match get announced, my first thought was literally, and I'm almost sad that it got to this point, who's pinning Burch and Larkin? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that's the only reason. Because they're the hands. That's what it is. It's, it's because they're the hands. What else are you yeah. going to do? So I can't blame you for yeah, looking the bullet monkeys, like because okay. the, the few times that I I fell for thinking that they were going to uh be pushed or get any type of thing, they were like put right back in their place, you know. Yeah, yeah, pretty unfortunate. But yeah, yeah they have to carry it in front of him, but won't let him bite. Like. Yeah, but I've wanted Brazango for a while to be able to get something going on as a team. You know, I always thought that it wasn't fair. Um, as far as the match itself goes, like all of these guys did like a really good job. Um. Everything worked well for a pre-show match. Obviously, they didn't put this on the main. I did like Mendoza. What was that he did? So, like a springboard corkscrew to the outside and everybody? Yeah, it's probably one of the best moves in his arsenal. It's one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah, I wonder if he has, like, a personal name for it, a personalized name. But, yeah, I thought that that was really well put together. It's Uh, so good he should, right? 
Yeah, he really should. Because <laughs> it's it's definitely solid stuff. Uh, but yeah, overall for a nice warm up match, you know, they're not even calling it a kickoff on here. They're just calling it the pre show. Was that always the thing? Was it always the pre show? Uh, I believe NXT is always called the pre shows, at least in my memory. Huh. Yeah, maybe I just don't remember it being that way. Because I, I was calling it a kickoff just because I'm used to, so used to the other thing. Yeah, this match was definitely not just meant because, hey, we don't have another place on the card. This was legit, like, let's get everybody warmed up for this takeover. Yeah. Which is what it's supposed spot. to be. See, like, we just got it on the screen there for you guys. That was a really cool spot, you know. Look at this. Really good there. Look at that. that is, he did, like, three spins. Like this. Yeah, very talented. Good stuff there. Yeah, um, that dude's always been great, so I'm happy that he's getting this. So so are we going to get be getting uh, Tyler Breeze... Uh, and Fandango in the title scene? Yeah, I mean, this they're, they're, they're basically getting a rematch with Imperium. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to make... As much as I like Tyler Breeze and uh, Fandango, they're not going to let those Imperium dudes lose to them, lose the championship. It would have to be for one compelling reason or something like that to happen, right? Yeah. Imperium is really big. I, like like I could see it, but I don't know if it would be this time. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, at least they're up there, you know. They, were, they put them over two teams which i find surprising uh not so much with the danny birch only larkin but with uh the uh, legato the phantasma stable because they put so much energy into it they even and you know this always happens in wwe they even took the guy's uh gimmick like he was a masked wrestler in mexico and just turned him into like some spanish dude and then gave him like a shitty stable and stopped pushing him i feel like that's literally what (laughs) they've done to everybody like if you look at their history all the masked wrestlers that they get always arrive here but where they came from they were like known as like these incredible legendary dudes and then by like week two they're wearing like big fucking baggy jeans and <laughs> or they just have some sort of like a, a a cuban mafia style stable or something like that and it just never works out you know oh my god who are you telling i mean i'm saying what was facing carl like he was like the he was in, he was in a, he was in a thrilling storyline for like a month and the next thing you know he's coming out on a low rider bike like the phantasma guy I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm not really into too much of the Lucha Libre stuff, but I do yeah. know that the Phantasma guy, he's always been known for how incredible yeah. he is. Like it's flying. Leo Day Phantasma is like almost borderline a legend. Yeah, in exactly. Mexico. And, he's, and he's known for like all of his abilities and the crazy shit he does, and just like you know the the way he's his body of work. And it feels like ever since they turned him into this guy, there's this angry Spanish mafia boss. Like he, he doesn't really even wrestle. Like he doesn't have anything to do with what, whether or not he wrestles. Like I almost forgot that that was that guy. You know, I don't feel like he can do those things. So they're good at like that, uh, almost a suspension of disbelief there because the character is believable and being shitty. You know, like I almost don't believe it's the Phantasma guy at all. And when does he wrestle? Ish. When's the last time he's actually had like a match like the way he, the matches he's known to have? <sighs> Ever since they changed the gimmick, they changed the whole Phantasma style, which is like, yeah, this is why I get tired when Lucha guys go over there because it's just like they just take your mask off and it's like, forget what you did. Yeah, like if it doesn't matter at all, and that's what and, and really if they crappy. do keep the mask on you, you wind up in a Lucha house party, like, yeah, and you have called it too because uh, you didn't call the uh, you said that that, that whole thing with uh, which Spud was going to be for him to have a heel turn. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of wishing I didn't. The other thing, we I didn't expect him to take his mask off. It's like it was a two for one, you know, like, haha, I'm a heel. Haha, I'm also unmasked. Like they, right. <laughs> they could have done two things. It could have been a progression, but it was like they just threw everything you, that they you, could they, do. They should have just stopped at the heel turn. They should have had him have a long lost brother as the third revelation right there. <laughs> I'm really the heel. I'm really unmasked. Oh, it's my long lost evil brother. Like right there. Just do it all. And just that throw brother, everything. That brother has a stable. 
you know, like whatever. It just it just seemed like Keep it was going. a rush thing. Just roll and, the cliches one after the other. Yeah, but I digress. So they make this table with this storyline to unmask this guy to put him with these other dudes, and then they have Brizangle, who I do like. Don't get me wrong, but they have Brizangle, who they're not working on. Just go over them. Like screw screw the thing we're, we've been working on making these guys tough for a while and showing the v- little video packages and their backstage uh, lucha underground looking things where they're like at desks and shit and you know but like nope doesn't matter right now <laughs> none of that matters so uh, yeah I think anything else about that match I mean it was business as usual kind of what I expected uh, <laughs> it was I, I always enjoy watching uh, Oni and Danny go to work because I mean for God's sake at that point I feel like you might as well be wearing a mouth guard fighting with those two it was definitely weird to see them throw into this match but again, again I guess is what we expected they were the bullet monkeys but I mean hey, it is what it is and congrats to fan uh, Teresa Brizongo yeah alright well next we had a singles match Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher which speaking of Lorcan and uh, Birch if they ever have those like those trios titles that like other companies have, they should just put him with them. Right? Timothy Thatcher, Oni Larkin, Danny Burch, and they all make the same the same mean face. Right? <laughs> they do almost right. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh wait, that's not Timothy Thatcher. That's Oni Larkin. You know, what it is? You, know what, you know what it is? I tell the difference because of the teeth. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> because Thatcher, because Thatcher, at one point in the match, he makes his mean face where he looks like he just ate somebody right before this match. Yeah, when when Larkin and Thatcher were feuding, I was like, you guys better start wearing different clothes. You know what I'm saying? Both y'all mean, bald, and beat the shit out of people. Like, I can't yeah, tell the difference you. anymore. I want trios titles just so that we could have the three of them. If anybody would do it, I feel like NXT would be the one, though. Yeah, for sure. So, Finn Balor right. versus Timothy Thatcher here. With 40% of you feeling Finn Balor will go over 60% of you in favor of Thatcher. That surprises me. And you know why you fell for it? This is the second case in one pay-per-view of here's a guy who we're going out of our way during our weeklies to do video packages about and give a backstory to and introduce you to like more stuff about but fuck him he goes he's gonna he's gonna lose to Finn Balor because again there's a second time the first one was uh with the, the Fantasma guy who they went through the trouble unmasking and make him to a Spanish mafia guy and we hear about him all the time and he's been the center of everything losing and then we have this with <laughs> Timothy Thatcher who they started taking seriously with those backstage um videos where he's like you know he's sort of dungeoning people like he's heart dungeoning people you know he's bending them and explaining how it sucks those videos were really good. So I figured... Let me right, tell you why your ligaments pop and hurts. Like, what? Yeah, he's crazy. That's hardcore. We talk about that on here, on the weeklies. You know, and it's, it's good. So you just figure, and that's probably why 60% of you went in favor of him, even over Finn Balor, who we know is great, because you figure they're they're focusing on Thatcher. But nope. He just got uh, buried by Balor, who they're also yeah. not focusing on, by the way. Yeah, coup de gras in 1916 for the win. Mm-hmm. He also whiffed that Pele not for nothing, and they showed it in the yeah. replay. It's like I don't know who was more of the bot, the production or him, because he whiffed the Pele, and they actually went back to it from another angle just so you could see how much it was whiffed. It was like here, take another look from a from a cleaner angle that you could see that there's no connection. <laughs> you could see a nice clean whiff. How are you guys doing that in in production? I get the whiff Pele mistakes happen, but you actually showed it again. All right. Um, but aside from that, I did love the brutality of Thatcher's offense. Uh, it complements Balor's offense greatly, you know. And we haven't seen it's the, the perfect kind of type of style to combat Balor. Combat yeah. Balor because, like, I like what Thatcher matches. Like, they start off literally like MMA fights. He just ground you and just grind. He's the kind of guy I like because it's not like some of these other guys who are like, yeah, we're not about flips, just fists, just the nitty and the grit. Like, no, Thatcher won't let you someone to lift your foot up off the ground if you can help it. And that's the thing. Finn Balor has been known for being a tough guy, 
but we never really get to see it anymore because they don't take yeah. that aspect of him seriously anymore. You know, so it's good that they put him with someone like that, where you get to see like the heavy hits and just all the hard stuff that these guys put each other through. You know, yeah. it's about time he gets somebody who's tough, who like sort of pushes him to the limit. Even if unfortunately it was a match that really didn't mean anything, because at the end of the day, what did you have? Uh, what was on the line? I guess it was a grudge match, really. For us, from yeah, it was more just like, hey, Bally getting payback for being caught uh, for causing the opportunity of uh, being the ladder match. Yeah, but it, and I mean, it, this was meant to put. I think this was more meant to put um, Thatcher in a place with a bigger name and see how he handles himself, which is no surprise that he killed it. But yeah, and uh, you know, we got to see some cool stuff. I like that sequence that uh, Balor does sometimes to roll through into the stomp. Yeah, uh, I like, he like, stuck those stomps tonight. Mm-hmm, he did really good. <laughs> really solid stuff from him, and. Uh, the question now is what do you do with Finn Balor who has been in NXT before he's been the champion has gone up to raw didn't do well there here he is back on NXT and now he's burying a guy who they've been making video packages about what's next like for either of these guys is the Thatcher run over already before it even started and what's what happens to Finn Balor yeah I, I've never been the person where I see one loss instantly killing a run like you don't want to have it to where Thatcher's just untouchable and then somebody in the wrong person comes around and beat him. Like, if you're going to lose to anybody in NXT, you lose with an alum like Finn Balor. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not over for Thatcher. I think this was more like, okay, let's see how he handled himself in the big lights, which, no shock, the guy knocked it out of the park. But it's this is definitely at least some forward momentum from, for Balor. I think it only slightly slows Thatcher, but I think I think both of them are going to be fine in the end. I hope at least. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just want them to have some sort of direction. And it's like all the titles right now and even the title scenes are all sort of accounted for unless they're going to do something more with tag teams. And even there, there's a bit of occupation going on right now. So, yeah, it's like it's almost like NXT is too small for everything that they have going on right now. Yeah, there's not enough wide open space, really. Like, I feel like the only thing like where either of them could really go is maybe um the North American Championship. Because Balor's gone after it before. Thatcher's never even so much as thought about it. So it's like, God help um, the champion when he starts, when he gets his eye on it. Yeah. Well, overall, they did good here. Uh, this felt last minute because up until almost the day, we thought that Balor was going to be involved in the other match. Yeah, but they didn't switch up until uh, this past Wednesday. It was announced after NXT that this match was going to happen. Yeah, because they had the two qualifying matches that for the last couple of slots in that north american five-way ladder match and uh dream wound up going over and uh who's the other guy that went over gargano was, gargano and yeah, dream and gargano they won their matches so we changed the voting since we dropped the other two guys when it happened um and that being said segueing straight into it that brings us to the north american title five-way ladder match for the vacant north american championship which uh who's alive did we do that pulse check yet you know it's kind of funny i don't want to go too deep into the end of this nxt pay-per-view but i i find their booking decisions questionable spoiler alert i don't agree with what they're doing um the fact that this north american title was vacated so that the champion could focus on the title that he has made sense but knowing what i know now I have no idea why anything is the way that it is. It defeated the purpose. Because at first I get it. If you're a world champion, you probably don't need to have like the mid card title. So we had to vacate this. 
But knowing what I know now, they actually didn't. It's kind of dumb. I don't know. We'll get into it later on. Remind me about that fact. But yeah. North American title five-way. Vacant NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, and Velveteen Dream. 65% of you felt Damian Priest was going to go over here. 14% of you with Johnny Gargano. 12% on Bronson Reed. 11% on Cameron Grimes. Not a single one of you out there thought that Velveteen Dream was leaving with this title. None of you thought that this guy was going to leave with the championship. And internet, just for the record, we had actual reasoning behind this with proof. I mean, internet, part of the reasoning was the internet. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure that played a factor into some of it. Yeah, I sure enough wasn't thinking about that when I put my vote in. But that's just me sipping my tea. (laughs) With the way this company sometimes acts, I kind of thought that because of the issues, he was going to win. Like, I figured this it would be such a WWE thing to do for him to just become the champion. Right. You know, remember when Jack Swagger became weed to the people? Because he got caught high in the car. Oh, God. And they pushed him. I remember. (laughs) A few times the Usos got championships for being drunk. The hard. Jeff's gotten, like, what, his last three championships off of the Ulogic. You know, that is true. Yeah, they don't like they they don't care as much as like some people would like to think. They just kind of like, all right, cool. Moving on. Mm hmm. So Damian Priest goes over, guys. Sixty five percent of you are correct. Yeah. After battling on the top of the ladder with Gargano, they did the old uh, both men have the spot, have the ladder, the belt. Who's going to drop it? Uh, Priest hits two solid high kicks to the head. Gargano falls and Damian Priest lives forever as NXT North American champion. Mm hmm. Smash was nuts. To me, it makes the most sense for it to be him. Yeah. If it has to be he, someone. He he was on the right track, and he would have benefited the most from winning it. For Reed, it was too soon. Gargano, him as champion, I'm just over it. Cameron Grimes, same thing, too soon. And Dream, I just, I, I don't need to see Dream as North American champion anymore. It's really not even the whole allegation thing. I just didn't have the desire to see it again. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to decide something with Dream. Yeah, they're going to figure something out. Like, are you going to do something or are you going to not? Yeah. But overall, all of the guys in this match looked really good. There were a lot of crazy yeah. spots, of course. A lot of use of the ladder and just uh, springboarding off of it. I like Damien uh, Priest when he did that spot where he, uh, he he sort of ran up the ladder like a ramp and he flipped over the ropes, <sighs> diving onto everybody. Yeah, I I saw that ladder there. And I saw him get in the ring and I was like, he's fucking not doing that. You know, nice, and then he started running. I'm like, yep, here you go. Yeah, nice Tower of Doom uh, spot with Bronson Reed at the bottom, Velveteen at the top, sort of Bronson driving everybody down. I thought that looked really I've good. Never, I've never seen one set up like that before. Mm-hmm. They usually yeah. stack everybody in the corner, but no, like I think Reed got, I believe it was Gargano in the powerbomb, but no, it was it was um Grimes in the powerbomb position. He backed up into Gargano, who had Dream in the suplex, and then they fired to move off from there. Yeah, really solid looking stuff, really creative. Yeah. Also, Candice, uh, her involvement <laughs> in the match, she pulls, she literally pulls Grimes off of the ladder, and then she even pushes the ladder over. Uh, she did look such a brat, didn't she? Yeah, she gets her she gets her Hurricane Rana spot, a little interference Hurricane Rana spot during this, which also really looked good. Um, yeah, Reed, you know, Reed going up to yeah. the top of the ladder, and she tries to get on his yeah, back. That's that Tower of Doom right there. <laughs> a really good looking spot. Look at that. But yeah, uh, you know, also that sequence where where Candace where Bronson's on the top of the ladder and he's trying to uh 
he's trying to get the the the, the, the title and Candice climbs on his back. Uh, and Bronson winds up jumping off of the top of the ladder with her still on his back and he winds up splashing Gargano, who's laid out at the bottom. <laughs> oh, that was one of those spots where one or two things happens on the way down. Either you're regretting eating before that match or you're happy you didn't. Because I swear to you, I still, I still like, well, I was so serious in the chat room and I said Gargano would check his pants after that. That was a shit your pants splash. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. the, like I said, it was the threesome that Johnny didn't know he wanted. <laughs> Yeah, he should have just, just stayed in the corner with the camera. Quite the thud when they hit there. Oh, that, that was <laughs> so. What was, what was up with that weird spot where where Dream is like at the top of the ladder, but instead of grabbing the title, he strikes a pose and like he kind of inadvertently brushes against the title so, and goes, "Oh, yeah. the title's up here!" So then he like <laughs> realizes. He was so then he tries to I, climb to a lower ladder to then grab the title that he was that he just brushed by. Like what? I think, like watching this, I kind of see exactly what happened, and when you describe it, it makes more sense. So Dream. Had, um, Grimes was laid out on a ladder that was basically in that little ladder bridge inside the ring. And Dream pulled because he was going for the Purple Rainmaker. And I guess he wasn't fully aware of where the ladder was, so his hand tapped the belt. Now, this is the part where I'm not sure. Because I think what he was thinking is instead of trying to turn on this ladder and risk falling, move over to the other ladder and take the less risky route up. Hmm. Well, it looked like that's the crap. only thing I can process for it. Like, it looked like crap. That's what yeah, I can process yeah. from it. So, uh, yeah, I think that was it as far as stuff that I. Uh, oh, also, wait, no. I was what about am to I say, saying? don't you dare forget that spot. Yeah, no. So Gargano, <laughs> he sunset bombed Cameron Grimes from the top of the ladder to to another ladder that was bridged yeah, across the bottom. It, it, it literally. Grimes spine lined right up with the side of the ladder. He sunset bombed that man. They were on the top of the <laughs> ladder and he legit. I was thinking, oh, like when it started happening, I was thinking this is one of those things where they're going to cleverly make it look like he tried to do it, but in the end, it's not going to be able to turn out. And then <laughs> no, he just he fucking sunset bombed him straight off of there. And poor Cameron Grimes went skyrocket. Not only it would have just been bad the fact that the sunset bomb was allowed to happen. But then to make it worse, like you said, the part of the ladder that he landed on from it wasn't like the good part. Like it was like that side part. He didn't hit the wrong. He hit the very side of the ladder. Like that's crazy. Oh, who sunset bombed somebody from up there? That's like literally like tables and ladders and chairs, Hardy Boy levels of shit. I mean, hey, fucking Andrade did the battle last year. And Balor bounced. Wow. I swear to God, the, the fucking spy of the match. I can't the, remember who did it, you but the dream was on top of the ladder. You need those pandemic paychecks, apparently, because you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> to be able to do that. But the best part of the whole thing, it's funny because you didn't know where he went. Dream gets pushed off a ladder and does not land on the ladder on the outside. Doesn't as, even hit the guard ring. As, as Eb goes, put it, as Eb put it, he disappeared into the ether. He goes over a ladder and hits a table beyond the barricade. He fell off and the map. <laughs> He fell off the map. <laughs> Somewhere out there, he's still falling. He, he glitched himself off the map. That was I've really never... crazy. That's, that, that's the worst I've seen somebody fall off the ladder. When you see someone fall off the ladder in reality, and you're like, where did they go? Did they fall off the map? Right. <laughs> it's not like 2K where you could just be like, oh, maybe he glitched, fell through the floor, he'll be back in a second. There was a like From the right camera angle, you don't know where he went. All you know is he hit something. Yeah, he was done for the rest of the match. That was it for him. Like, he, yeah, you can't so this match was wild. Yeah, violent as hell. 
<laughs> it was funny thing is it was just like the last time the North American title was online a ladder match, violent as hell. Yeah, good job with that. Very good. See, so so far so good, right? There's very little about this show that bothers us. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far. I'm just saying so far. So what's so next? Far, is, uh, uh, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee? McAfee? I don't know which one it is. I never bought I that know, antivirus. I Even when I was an antivirus person, I was a Norton. Can we call him Pat Norton? <laughs> there you go, Pat Norton. Pat Bit Defender. There we go, Pat Bit Defender. <laughs> Pat, Pat McAfee, Christ. whatever. Yeah. Uh, versus Adam Cole. With 67% of you for Adam Cole going over, 22% of you for Pat McAfee going over. The finish being Cole going over with the Panama Sunrise. Uh, wow. So, this McAfee guy is pretty good. <laughs> he, he did good. You know, his performance was above most guests nowadays. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I mean, wrong. What you doing, bro? You you you, you gonna let McAfee show you up? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. There's even a lot of people on the AEW rus- uh, roster, like Janella, who uh, <laughs> could learn something from Pat McAfee. I hate to say that, but you guys I mean, all Jan- know Joey Janella sucks, right? Like I, like it's just one of those things. It sucks to even come up on an NXT post show, but. The point being, Pat McAfee is better than Joey Janela, and a lot of other people like him that are in AEW and some of the WWE talent. Oh, you mean people who got fat? Yeah, yeah. Like Gronk is the only one worse than Joey Janela. And Gronk is skinny. So, by the way, that spot that we talked about on the Monday show a couple of weeks ago, where he tried to run across two people on the ground, remember that? Mm-hmm. I talked about how he busted his fat ass. Yeah, um, I saw the recent Botchamania. Yeah, it made it in. And it made it in. But they emphasized the Taz part. I didn't even catch because I was so busy laughing at the spot. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even catch Taz because I was thinking, how did Taz botch during this botch? You know, and then I hear him and he's like, he fell on his ass. Yeah, he lost his balance. And poor, <laughs> poor freaking uh, Tony Schiavone's out there trying to save it and be like, oh, you yeah. know, it's, it's slippery out there. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, you know, it's kind of hot in here. And I'm just like, man, don't even tell me. Just don't. Just don't. Taz buried that shit, man. Instantly. See, Pat Couldn't Mac- even contain himself. Like, nope, it's gone. That's it. Pat McAfee did better than that. Oh, God. He was actually good. He proved us all wrong. He's more than just a kicker. He's probably better at wrestling <laughs> than at kicking. <laughs> you know, what What? A, what a twist, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just glad he actually got to get hit today, man. I suspected something when Triple H first said during that. I, I heard a, I don't know if we played on the air or if it was on my off time where I listened to the NXT conference call, but he he said something about how surprised we were going to be about how good Pat McAfee is. And say what you want about Triple H. Triple H knows his wrestling. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't imagine him saying that somebody's going to be good at something that isn't just because of how quick he's been to say when people suck, you know? And he's been quick. Yeah, so it was one of those things. So it's like, this guy turned out to be really good, you know? Yeah, I can't stand the fucker, but he, he did pretty good. Yeah, he has a... He definitely has been practicing. Okay, know? okay. Like, yeah. this was... Like, what we're about to show, this this senton, I haven't seen one so good. This can't be a one-off either. This guy couldn't possibly be coming in for a guest appearance. And you know what the sad part is? No one that would be. He's definitely... Then they haven't revealed it. He's either a part part of the roster or he's going to be. There's no way in hell he trained to be this good just to have a match with Adam Cole. 
you know, like he's going to be around. And I don't mind it, man. I think it, it, it turned out good. It was one of this was one of the better matches, you know, he does. Like, look at the senton. This is crazy. You know, that's that is crazy. That is insane. And uh, yeah, his his performance was above most guest people that they have nowadays. And the guy had a pretty good body slam, too. I like his drop kick. Drop kick was pretty much textbook drop kick. Oh, um, yeah. The selling during striking was really good, too. Um, when he backflipped off of the top rope and then he wound up taking that and transitioning it into a superplex against Adam Cole was cool. Um, you know, they, 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 it started to get the fans and the people around or whatever they have, the marks that they have there or the extras to to sort of believe that this was going to happen. Because when he low blowed Cole and he punted his head, the crowd kind of ate that false finish, you know. So, <laughs> they were sitting there like, he's not his. Yeah, and it it can't be a one-off, you know. It just can't be a one-off. Like, I, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to see him again. And I, I would like to see it, you know. Yeah. It's not He's not Gronk, the, you know. Gronk was shitty. This guy actually yeah. must have put the work in to come out like that. You yeah, know? but you know what the sad part of it is? I feel like in our NXT, this wouldn't be a one-off. For these guys, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'd like to see him again. I just don't know if I will. But then again, we saw Gronk more than once, so I guess I can hope at that point. It's not even a matter of uh you got to look at it this way. I'm looking at it from the guy's perspective, Pat. So he uh you're not going to train to be able to be as good as, at that as he was if you were only going to be doing it for this one appearance. So whether they choose to use him or not, I think he would be somewhere in wrestling going for. He looks like he's someone who's trying to pursue wrestling as some sort of a career, you know. Yeah. So I think maybe he shows up fun. somewhere on the indies, maybe. And I don't think that they would do this with him if they weren't already aware of that and prepared to offer him if they haven't already offered him something. Never thought I'd be talking positively about the guy like that. But yeah, man, yeah, right. Guy. He did damn good. What can I say? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's what you gave him. The, the, the round of applause. The yeah, hand of applause. I don't like him enough to give him a full clap, but he gets the. He gets the half clap. I'm he gets the club. I'm just saying that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see because he Gronk. I mean, hey, Gronk didn't even get the. So, <laughs> yeah. but that's what it is. Gronk just looked like he was full of shit, though. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and then um, we'll probably bring it up on Monday. But we've seen the footage now. What footage? Uh, Vince taking the bump. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I don't remember how. I think I was on something, but yeah, I saw him take it. I mean, I didn't. But it's not like I denied it. You know, like when I heard that story, it wasn't like really. Oh, I need. We we, we knew. We kind of like, yeah. That's, um, that's what probably would happen. You know, yeah, of course, they'd be like, "All right, man, the fuck up, let's go." Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I, I don't mind seeing more of this guy. Definitely don't. Did yeah. I put the now they show, now they show that it's not just a regular celebrity one-off appearance, one like a regular celebrity appearance. Yeah, how much? Did I give you guys the voting results for that one? You 67% of you, Adam Cole, 22% of you, Pat McAfee. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. But take him and just get rid of Sam. Like, I don't know where he's at, but get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Everything will be perfect. All right. So the next match was the NXT women's title match. Io Shirai defending her title against Dakota Kai. 100% of you thought Io Shirai would retain her title. None of you thought that Dakota Kai would be going over. And it's a good thing because Io Shirai goes over with her moonsault. Nobody believed in the Kiwi. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that could be said. Yeah. What, what do you think overall of the match? Uh, 
Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, kind of what you said in the chat room, like, there needs to be wellness policy tests because these heels were kicking ass tonight. Like, Dakota was going in during this match. Like, yeah, everything is... she did, I love um, that she actually started to use the knee brace more when she was working on Eo's arm throughout the match. Yeah, which made it something yeah. that she had to um avoid. You know, it was strange, though, because, uh, you know, Eels had that whole, the story with her compromised arm. Uh, to the point where she even has to do like a one arm six one nine. I was just disappointed that uh, that was the way they went. Obviously, it was an intentional choice, but nonetheless, it was a choice to have her be injured to slow down the pacing of the match, probably for the sake of the Kodakai. Yeah, uh, I did. You know, you know, at one point she did a, a handspring and she sort of landed on the back of her head and neck. She nearly damn near crippled yeah. herself early on in the match. Uh, hopefully, yeah, because if, if um. If I was looking at it correct, I don't know that Dakota was all the way out of the way. And I think I might have been what slow what slow the rotation. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and take a look. But yeah, yeah there was definitely Maybe I was seeing that, things, but yeah. Uh, amazing how how bad that could turn out. Because she could have uh fractured something or hurt something. Hopefully she didn't. Oh there. yeah. Uh I felt also being that they did decide to go in the direction of uh EO having like a bad arm and Dakota Kai being the one working that arm. And I, I mean, this isn't, this is just booking 101, which goes to show me that they have a room full of sitcom writers there. I just, I expected something to happen that didn't here. And that's the missed opportunity for Dakota Kai to, uh, try to use Shayna Baszler's arm stomp, which is something that pretty much defines her character and made her scared and all that other shit. Since she's yeah. working the arm anyway, I just kind of thought inevitably what's going to happen is she's going to go for this arm stomp and Eel Shirai is going to get out of the way. And uh, that's going to be what cost her the match. That way, EO looks good. Dakota looks like she did a, a stupid heel move, and everyone leaves this well. Especially yeah, since they, they, they planted the seeds. With the promo where EO brings up the fact that she used to be terrified of Shayna Baszler, and they showed her arm stomp spot. So it was like literally just there. Now you're working the arm in the match, which I still don't know why you decided that to be the thing, but sure. But since we're here now, hey, guess what? How about you have her use the fucking arm stomp? It's part of the storyline, remember? But no, that didn't happen. So uh that sort of disappointed me. Uh, like I said, there were, there were just a few things that I remember we were joking in the chat room about, uh, Dakota Kai's uh, hair falling out. <laughs> I guess yeah. her track <laughs> what you say? She knocked, she People knocked. were like, did her hair fall out? I was like, yeah, she probably kicked it clean off her cock. I was like, think about it, guys. She's Japanese. She has key and stuff we don't fully comprehend. Oh, God. <laughs> just a joke. Tongue in cheek. Don't everybody all yeah. Because, like, like, at one point in time, um, she went for that double foot stomp in the corner and I noticed a patch of something. Hey, Ashley, how you doing? Um, I noticed a patch of something in the corner, and I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, I look at the color, and I was like, "Is that fucking Dakota's hair?" But yeah, I think Stacy pointed out it looked like a track came out. So. Yeah, that's pretty much all that that was. Uh, this was probably Dakota Kai's best performance. I did like oh, the uh, I did like the, the that pay to kick in the corner uh, with the foot on the ropes sequence that we had going on there afterwards. That's how she that's how uh, Shirai recovered from the cover. Um, Kai essentially yakuza kicked the ref by mistake. So no one was there for the count, uh, when Io Shirai winds up hitting that moonsault. And then you get interference from Raquel Gonzalez, who comes okay, in with that, that I, I don't even know what that is. It's like a pump handle power bomb or something. Like it's a, it's a it's literally a one handed power bomb. It's not even a choke slam. It's a one handed power bomb. <laughs> Jesus and, uh, Christ. And yeah, she hits that and it was to another false finish. Second good false finish of the night. Because we're here thinking this might be it. If you were going to have Yoshirai lose, what better way to do it than the the sidekick showing up 
Yeah. And Damn, you're driving her through the what? Through the wood in the map. Yeah, Shirai winds up hitting the golden moon salt to the outside, uh, and takes them both out before that final moon salt yeah. for the win. But I love that, like before she hit that last moon salt, a shout out to Koda Abusha. She hits the Kamagoye. Right, which makes sense because the golden moon salt is also his spot. So she hit the Kamagoye yeah. into the into the golden moon salt. Uh, pretty much a great. Full... I saw her grab the both hands, and I was like, no fucking way, she's going for it now. Nope. Yeah, so hit it so clean. It was a full Kota Ibushi shout out there from her. Oh, yeah. Very but interesting yeah, stuff. Hell of a match and a hell of a performance from Dakota Kai. Like, Yeah, no, everybody here did really solid. I yeah, that this the party was wasn't over because uh, after the match, Raquel Gonzalez jumps uh, EO from behind, but EO gets unexpected backup in Rio Ripley. Yeah, so it looks like they're, they're, they're just continuing to tease a face off between those two. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's a great idea. Have two that would be a fuck match. Fight, which, uh, unfortunately, this is probably going to be to help elevate Raquel Gonzalez, not Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's on the decline, man. Yeah, I, they did the Charlotte thing too fucking soon. Like, yeah, look, there was yeah. no good way out of that. Like, they should have let it. that girl cut through the division and then go to Charlotte. I knew it. As soon as I started seeing all the special things they were doing, I was like, oh boy, here we go. You know, but yeah. Either way, even if she wasn't on the decline, like my preference would be Raquel Gonzalez based on just the dominant presence that she has. We haven't yeah. had that in a while. If I was going to push one, and she'd fresh her face. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is if they didn't screw up Rhea, at least it would have been a case of like, oh, okay, Rhea can afford the loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what it is. Absolutely. And I believe that brings us to the main event, right? Yep. Take over with only five matches. It usually is. So NXT title match. Keith Lee defending against Karrion Cross being accompanied by Scarlet Hottie. Or Scarlet Hoopla. Hoopla Scarlet. Which one works better? I don't know. <laughs> 80% of you felt Keith Lee would be retaining his championship here. Karrion Cross, 20% of you. And uh, Are you ready for the hoopla? <laughs> be ready. I hope you're ready for the hoopla. Because, I wasn't uh, ready for the fucking hoopla. <laughs> Cross winds up going over. With the ugliest middle rope Doomsday Sayu I've ever seen. It took them so long to get up there and set that spot up that it never had even occurred to me that it would be the finish. Like, they were up there all day. I like, Lee was fridge. talking. I could at least literally talking him through every single bit of that. I went to the fridge. I grabbed some ice. I took a deep breath. I pet my cat. I poured the drink onto the ice, took a handful of peanuts and ate it, swallowed some of the fucking drink, looked back up and they were still up there planning that fucking spot. It was like the, it was the most planning I've seen since rebuilding the World Trade Center. Like they were up there architecting their asses off. Holy shit. To the point where I'm like, I couldn't believe when the three count, cause it was like that was the finish. You guys slowly climbing that King Kong got to the top of the fucking building faster than you guys got that spot off. What were you doing? Fucking Lee was trying to make sure Cross didn't kill him, probably. Yeah, well, you killed the finish. If I could see Dijak and fucking Lee get up there and no problem at all and fire off a Spanish fly, shouldn't have been that hard. What What about that would make Keith Lee down for that long? Consider, I mean, for a normal man, maybe. Because most normal men can't handle a Saeedo suplex from Kill Cross, but it's like we've seen Keith, we've seen Keith Lee take everything. Like what? To me, this is some stupid shit. To be honest with you, 
And I'm really getting sick of it because Keith Lee's mm. like the best guy that they've had down there. The only thing I can think of, and I very reluctantly even throw it in the air, is that they're in a rush to have a, a top guy on one of the bigger brands. They want to push him up to Raw or SmackDown. Maybe he'll debut on the Rumble or something. Or not the Rumble, SummerSlam tomorrow. I don't know, dude. That's the only thing. And even then, that kind of annoys me because he didn't really get the kind of long title run I wanted him to have. Yeah, that's giving them too but, much credit. Let's be real. But it's like the only thing I could think. Like, why would you do that? Why the fuck would you do that? Because they like doing dumb shit. But I can guarantee, I, I can guarantee he ain't showing up at SummerSlam tomorrow. They are just like, oh, Killian Cross had a great entrance. Let's give him the title. But sometimes the lines of dumb shit that they're willing to cross have become startling. You know, yeah, where it's but like, they still keep crossing them. Where it's like, why would you have done that? And now you have, you know what? I can't even give them credit for saying that maybe they have plans for Keith Lee on one of the other brands. Because even if that was the case, you still left the world title with fucking carrying cross. You See, know, all these ideas we tend to come up with. What I realized as time goes on, we're just like, this has to be a plan. This has to be the plan. This is the plan in our world, not in their world. In their world, carrying cross as NXT champion and Keith Lee not going up to the main, Ralph, main roster. It'll just be there, right? It'll just be there for a rematch. Like, 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 like now, like, so you're talking about the Pat McAfee thing. Pat ain't coming back. Because yeah. you know why? That's what would make sense. Yeah, just that like would the, happen just, in our NFT, in our world. That, everything that could have made sense. Everything that could, the, the Dakota Kai arm stomp, everything, everything that could have happened, that should have happened, that automatically would have happened, didn't happen. And then a bunch of I'm things. I'm telling that you, man, the one thing you gotta do, you gotta stop projecting your ideas and thinking they are thinking it because they're not. Yeah, but they don't even thinking anything close to it because it's not even like I was thinking I really hope that Dakota Kai one day in the future uses the arm spot. It was more like I saw the seeds that they were planting in their own story. They didn't, I didn't know even they know that there was going to be an arm thing up until this point. But you think they know like, they plant these seeds? No. Like they don't even like everything just feels all fucked up. I hate to say it, but it's like Car- no matter what they do, Karrion Cross is now the guy who's going to be defending the title. It's not, he's an underwhelming looking guy, man. I hate to say it, but he looks like every guy. You know, he's just a regular looking dude. He's not even as big as all of these other guys that are around. And they're presenting him like this big guy with this glowing light and shit. When you really look at him next to the other guys, he's a, he has a good physique. Sure. He's a skinnier guy. You know, he's a skinny face. He just doesn't not intimidating looking in the face at all. He doesn't really have much of a presence. The girl has more of the presence, the hoopla hottie. And it's like, now that's your champion. The intro has more fucking presence than the performance. What are his spots? Like, what sequences did this guy do? What is it about him that will make him a champion? The Saido suplex and the chokehold. Yeah, which, by the way, that's right. I'm glad you pronounced it correctly. Saito Suplex. Who the fuck do we have in commentary over there? They call it a Saitado Suplex. What the fuck? They call it a, what, a Saitama Suplex? What is this, One Punch Man? Yeah, like, like Soata, Soata Suplex. Just, Someone's like, wait a minute. I heard that, too, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to say nothing. I almost started to say something in the chat room, but I was like, nope, save it for the show. Like, we've only said it a thousand times. It is Saito Suplex. Yeah, get it right. And you know what? That intro is going to run really old and that's the problem when you have a guy like that it's perfect on nxt for you to have an intro with all this music and this theatrics and stuff you get in a ring and it's all paste and everything nowadays man we're not having that shit on raw they cannot wait to get your ass into the ring and if you think that on Monday Night Raw, you're going to be doing, the end is near. She reminds me of the singer from fucking Last Dragon. <laughs> oh, and Laura Charles. <laughs> is that Laura Charles? <laughs> Get your hands off my woman. <laughs> oh, like Richard. I just didn't just say, don't fucking do that to me. <laughs> no one's going to do that. Everyone's entrance gets shortened on Raw. Everyone's entrance gets shortened on Raw. There's no way they can have that. So that guy. Did you see 
imagine that just freaking like what like Rollins music and then you all hear it fall and break. Yeah, so that guy better have more to show than just his girl singing because people are gonna just wonder who the fuck he is when we come back from commercial and he's standing in the ring because that's how they do you on Raw. So that's the reason I'm concerned about this current champion. And you know what? It's not just me that sees his intro that way. If you go back and watch this, when he does his intro, right, everyone fucking applauds like if they were just watching, like, figure skating. Did you notice that? Like, they literally, they all started applauding at the end of it. Like, if you just watch some sort of a figure skating routine, it made no sense whatsoever. Like, you're at some sort of a concert. Unbelievable. Shout out to the truck, who's always looking out for the wrestlers. Because as the bell rings between Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, they flash up on the screen, hashtag Cole versus McAfee. And they quickly switch it back to NXT TakeOver. Whoops. Those buttons, man. I know they stick together when you're eating Snickers. It's hard to tell what you're doing. That is fantastic. But hey, I mean, what, what, what's next for our, uh, our new champion? Yeah. Who knows? I'm, oh, I wait a minute. <laughs> wait a fucking minute. You're going you're gonna to get a kick out of this one. So this just broke from a uh, ringside news. Okay. I guess during uh, the post takeover conference call, Triple H addressed a possible injury to Karrion Cross. Cross might have separated his shoulder during this match. Oh, that's okay. Fuck it. Vacate it. Vacate the title. <laughs> Get, you guys got ladders. Are those, how many of the ladders are still working? Let's bring them out now. Fuck it. Vacate it. That's what we do, right? You just vacate. Them. <laughs> Put the title on a vacation. Oh, God. Now we just bury Keith Lee for the injured, vacant fucking title. Awesome. Good job. <laughs> the booking here. Nope. NXT is definitely not suffering from the fucking shitty booking. It's just as good as it always was. All I'm saying is, at this point with me, AEW could fuck up as much as they want. At least the new champion doesn't injure himself in the match. Why? Like, Why did that happen? Like, well, how did he injure himself? I just watched the fucking match. What did he injure himself doing? I'm willing, to bet it was, I'm willing to bet it was an hour-long Doomsday Saito. That they spent a week putting together yeah. before he jumped? Yeah. <laughs> I've called it. That was probably it. Oh, my That's God. What? <laughs> a key question. Vacate the champion. Yo, vacate. Yo, vacate is the greatest champion in all of pro wrestling history. This motherfucker has titles on titles. Which brings me back to the beginning. The fact that the North American Championship was vacated so that Keith Lee could focus on his main championship only to have him lose it and now have no titles is stupid. They should have been able to book at least a few weeks in advance to know that it's better for Keith Lee to hold this title. Have that other ladder match be a number one contender match. That way when Lee loses the fucking title that he shouldn't have lost, he at least still have the North American Championship and whoever won this match, which would, would have been Damian Priest, would have faced him for the title. And instead, we Damian Priest versus Keith Lee again. Instead, we have Keith Lee with zero titles now. And the champion that they just crowned that didn't deserve it is, is potentially fucking injured. It's fucking magical. It's fucking magical. Nothing good came out of this. <laughs> like, that soils the entire pay-per-view. Like, you could have the greatest matches you want a pay-per-view, but when you end like that, kill the whole thing. Again, it pisses me off that there are teams of people that get paid enough money to own property and buy houses and start big ass families and they barely can put together fucking coherent thoughts for the money that they're making 
You know, like it's crazy. Like how the fuck is that what you came out with? Wasn't there somebody there? And that's what it is. Whenever there's somebody there who, who will say something, that person gets fired. Cornette. Cornette was a guy who when he was there, he would have been like, what the fuck do you mean? Why the fuck would we do that? They fire him. Hey, for one thing, besides the fact that he sucks ass, too soon in his reign for him to be winning, losing that championship. As He's had like he this, what, his second, third title defense. As good as he is, too. That dude, should, that's one of those guys where he would have been the one where he could have broke Cole's record. He's that good. This company is broken, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, uh, what? This company's fucking broken. That's what it really is. They, they did, need to fall and pray. They did have a couple of announcements, one of them being the return of NXT UK, the other being uh, the return of Tommaso Ciampa, who I didn't even mm. realize that he had a departure. I don't know why he did. but they did I mean, he's been gone ever since... Are ever since the guy who lost his title to vacancy uh, showed up. Yeah, so now, uh, you know, they did this little video package here yep. where it's showing that, Chama- that Champa's going to be returning this Wednesday. Yep, Daddy's coming home this Wednesday, and NXT UK returns September 17th. Where's he going to fit into the landscape of everything? Oh, God, at this point, I, I don't even know. I I, I mean, there's a, like, he put, put him in there with one of the champions that still has his title. He is hoping that SummerSlam has a better ending. Dude, SummerSlam's not even going to have a better beginning. <laughs> we're starting, At this point, we're just... As much as we complain about NXT, we're starting off in a shittier spot when SummerSlam starts tomorrow than where NXT ended. Like, from the beginning, it's damage control. Like, what are we even doing? I don't even remember. We're, we're making it. We out here. We... <laughs> have there been any updates to the matches besides the Thunderdome, which I got to look at? I haven't seen any updates lately, no. I haven't even heard anything when it comes to payback next week. They've announced a match for payback. And that's another thing that's ridiculous that we really didn't talk about on the Monday show. Is why is payback the week after? Because Willie pointed out that it was weird that Sasha and, and Bailey would be defending their tag titles at payback. But it's even weirder now. I didn't realize payback was the following week. You would think they at least have like a couple of weeks to kind of like, all right, cool, let's get ready. Like, no, they're going from between amongst their group two title defenses right into a next one a week later. Like two pay per views in a row. And let's just say, if we're looking at it from a realistic standpoint, let's just say they get challenged on any of the three shows. So that means, let's see, one, two, there's three, four, five. They could literally wrestle six times in a week. If the stars just lined up because they're both wrestling tomorrow night, then they could get challenged to a match on Raw. Then they could get challenged to a match on NXT because they're tag champions. They can go anywhere. Then they could get challenged on SmackDown and then still have to wrestle at Payback. <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's think about that for a second because we've seen that shit happen before. We've seen people from other shows call them out. And then next thing you know, bam, Sasha and Bailey are on NXT. I think I've seen them wrestle on all three shows in the same week before. That's a mess. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to SummerSlam just because I want to be part of the Thunderdome. Yeah. And SummerSlam is <laughs> one of my favorite pay-per-views. So. You know, I want to see all the floating heads. I can't wait to talk about that fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing was an experience. Yeah, that's right. SmackDown was on. I didn't fully watch SmackDown. I, I tuned in. You, you were on the call. I tuned in for a second just to look at what it looked like. It was awkward. The only time, and we'll get more into it on Monday, the only time it's not awkward is when somebody's making an entrance. So, like, does each person's monitor 
reflect their perspective or no? You know that much? I don't know. Like, if your monitor is in the front row, does that mean that you and your house have a screen that's seeing from that specific angle? Like, is there a camera outputting? Or are you just showing your face and you're all just watching SmackDown, like on the regular USA feed? I have no idea. Like, if like if the wrestlers go over by you and, like, somebody, like, whips you into the monitor, does your, do you see, like, the wrestler, like, fucking in, extremely imposed zoom and bang into your, into your camera angle? For everybody? <laughs> All I know right now is I hope I, I hope we can find the shots of it before Monday. But some people are already trolling. Oh, I'm gonna be trolling. Oh, dude, on SmackDown, I saw a teddy bear. I saw somebody sleeping. I was just like, man. Destin, myself, and Seb, and a few others were also in the chat room when you and Willie were there as well. Kula, you just didn't know. We uh, <laughs> but we were working on uh, we were there all day. We were actually working on some stuff in the background, and then all of a sudden we looked down and we were like, "What the fuck? Are cool and Willie in the chat room right now?" Yeah, I had I had my controls up. And I just suddenly started seeing people talking about wrestling, and sometimes I forget that SmackDown's even on. So I was thinking, I thought I hit something that brought up like an old feed. I was like, "What is this? Like, how am I having Cool and Willie on my screen while we're trying to test this stuff?" And then I realized you guys were just in there. But yeah, I, I saw you guys. I just didn't know anybody goes in there on Friday. It was, it's ironic because uh, it was myself, it was Destin, it was Pre, and it was Seb uh, on a call just working on some stuff for the streams. Yeah, figuring some stuff out. But yeah, we, we, we seen you. Yeah. Small world? I wonder what. Yeah, how I wanted to watch it. I was mad. I wanted to watch some of it. Oh my God, that thing. I can't wait to see it again. That's I have noticed they have pyro now, though. That's actually, now that you mention it, Kula, it, it ties into the story. That's actually what made me tune in for that moment and look at the fucking Thunderdome. When I heard you guys in there, and Destin and I, we stopped what we were doing. Like, wait a minute. And then, uh, it's Seb, Smackdown's Seb on. who doesn't watch wrestling currently, was asking what the Thunderdome is. And we were like, oh, now we have to put this shit on and just let you see it. <laughs> we put it Seb on. hasn't watched. Anybody who knows Seb has been on this with a few streams. He's from, um, our other community with Zen and CL. But, it was funny because it's the first time he's really watched wrestling in a long time. Yeah, so I only tuned in for that minute. What to think. I only tuned in for that minute, then we had to get back to work. But uh, I got a general idea of it, you know. It's weird looking. But I'll watch SmackDown before uh, the pay-per-view tomorrow, obviously, so that we're all up to date on all of that stuff. Right. Yeah, look at that. This is the fastest that we've ever gone through uh, anything on a post show. They didn't really give us much. It was basically matches one-on-one. Yeah, the takeovers are always pretty quick to get through nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it ended at, what, 9.30? Something like that, yeah, 9, almost 10. So I also want to uh, put the poll back into the chat room for tomorrow. Some of you guys probably haven't voted or weren't here. And since we do have time, we've literally just now done an hour. I'm going to drop the SummerSlam poll link in there for anyone that didn't get to see it. Yeah. Take one last look through it. Yeah, take one last look, see... There's any matches that excite you, which I doubt there will be. Yeah, at this point, let's be real. We're just trying to endure this weekend. Yeah, right. Which I saw um, one detail. I don't know if you heard on SmackDown. Uh, one of these matches, stimulation, actually, stipulations actually got changed. Which one's that? Uh, hair versus hair is now no DQ and loser leaves WWE. You see what I mean about how they always have to yeah. like, outdo themselves. So you lose your hair and you lose. No, you don't company. even lose your hair. Wait, so from what t- it looks like, from what it looks like, they literally just changed stipulations. The whole storyline's been about hair, though. <sighs> like, I'm hoping they really just kept it in, didn't make it clear they were keeping it in. The whole storyline's been about hair. <laughs> How could it turn into loser leaves WWE? Why would they have that? Sonya Deville wanted to raise the high stakes. I don't fucking know why. <laughs> you got to be like bullshitting we- me on that one, man. 
I, w- I wish I was joking. The whole storyline is about hair. I know. <laughs> See, there's, there's that thing again where we're using common sense here. <laughs> hey, what? How fucking high do they get? Oh, you know what? Let's just change this to Loser Leaves WWE. Has anybody put so, a fucking forethought into what they're doing over there? They, so this is this is literally what happened with SmackDown. They um, Sonya no Mandy wanted to see the old Sonya she used to know that when they were best friends, and then Sonya comes out and talks about the fact that like oh, pretty much I guess she never liked her and this and that, and she goes, hey, let's raise the stakes. No DQ. So they did this and on Loser SmackDown. WWE. Yeah. This is literally almost word for word what they said on SmackDown. I'm like, what? <sighs> I, I don't even know. I'm going to WWE's website now to see what the card says. It's funny. First thing I see is Karrion Cross with the title in flames. I think that's symbolic right there. <laughs> that's fitting, right? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be more fucking fitting. That I should, if it wasn't, I don't like putting spoilers as a thumbnail, but I, I totally should uh, thumbnail that shit. You I know? mean, hey, we can make an exception. <laughs> unbelievable have that be a point of now you know where to stop (laughs) yo they have this they have this banner of the fiend on their website and whenever you try to click it it just tries to make you subscribe to the wwe network i'm not i can't you can't make this shit up man (laughs) (laughs) like i swear to you like i'm trying to bring up the results right now and uh, i can't because they have a window i don't know if they deliberately did this I'm going to show you guys just so that you can see. Cause that's and, and, and cool, I don't know if it's both stipulations, but it didn't need to be. Look at this, this window. Okay. I'm trying to see the fucking card, right? So I click this X here and it tries to make me subscribe to the WWE network, which I'm subscribed to. So I close that. And then back here is the fucking fiend thing again. And it doesn't go away. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. Like nothing, nothing works with this company. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I guess the only card we could look at is our own. Yeah. But anyway, guys, which that card is not going to have a link every chat room talking about subscribe, follow. The rules, the rules changed when the stalker came. That is true, right? That's what they have. They have a stalker match. Oh god. You know, winner gets stalked. Unbelievable. But yeah, guys, when you get a chance, vote. That voting actually does help us get an idea where the community's head is as far as the stuff. And it's just fun. It's just a fun thing to do. So, you know, it helps. It's fun to see. It's fun to see where everybody's head's at with these things. Yeah. So try to get that done so that we'll have an idea. And of course, tomorrow night, we are going to be in the chat room throughout the entire show. So stay tuned for that. Thank you to everyone who's hung out tonight and was in the chat room for the NXT stuff. I hope to see you tomorrow. I don't even know what their starting time is, but whenever the first kickoff or pre-show starts is when the chat room officially opens for us. Twitch.tv slash TalkBrunch if you've never been in there before. So, yeah, definitely come check that out. Also, thank you to the people that were live, that were here for the entire evening, that hung out with us and socialized within the chat room. Willie V2, Stasis Dreams, EB Gamer, Cool Ice, King Quest, Shadow Spirit, Dini, F Sang, Weekly Planet 516, aka Ashley, also you lurkers and stalkers and walkers, as well as everybody listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, across all of the podcast platforms, as well as replays on Twitch.tv and Facebook.com slash TalkBunch and TalkBunch.com, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, 
You have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 401. This has been your NXT TakeOver Triple X post show. I've been your host, Rick Dower, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Dustin, we're out of here. I'm serious, y'all. Do not type that in Google. Shut it down.